Welcome back to the Grass Doesn't Exist podcast. It's me, Daichi, and Shadow. And we are back once again yeah. talking about the LCS and all the new changes that are going to be happening with our podcast. Yeah, because there's a lot of changes. There's going to be a lot of changes, and I so, hope you're excited. So Shadow and I, we've been working behind the scenes for a hot couple of weeks now. Mm-hmm. We announced it about almost a month ago that yeah. we were uh, in the works. Of course. Uh, it took a little bit longer to set everything up, a couple hiccups, uh, some creative decisions. We're that slowly we're, trying to improve every, yeah. every time, little by little. And just like whenever you have two people working on the same project, you have to have consensus from both. Yes, of course. You can't just <laughs> be the main boss and go... This is how we're doing it, and the other person has to accept it. No, we have to consent, or else it'll be sexual harassment. Yeah. But you like that, though. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, get back on topic. Get back on topic? What topic? So Consent. Consent, yes. And so we've we've decided to change some things up, because uh, Shadow also has a YouTube channel as well on the side. True. Shadow True. Premium. It's been doing really well. It it's, it's 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 exciting, you know. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it will grow little by little. Yeah, and with me being the main person behind the scenes of the podcast, and us wanting to work together more often, more frequently, and on more projects other than just our two babies, mm-hmm. we've decided to make Grass Doesn't Exist our main name brand and have all of our projects under that. Yes, so we're it's kind of like an esports organization. But it's not. I'd say more like offline TV, like in a content sense. Yeah, it'll be. It's like a content org, I guess. So, but it's just us two. But we're just trying to first of all just keep it organized. Obviously, you know, we don't. We want to keep it organized, keep it clean, and sort of have our projects all under the main name, which is Grass Doesn't Exist, which we first, you know, figured out. We we came up with that name together. We thought we we love it. We're going to stick with it. Yeah. And in doing so, we had to figure out what to call this podcast, because you can't call the podcast the name of our organization. Yeah. That's just kind of cringe. Kind of cringe. Which we are big cringers. We are very cringe. Not that cringe. Not Not that. We won't go that. You don't want to go there? No. Yeah. And so in doing so, we had a little bit of a trouble finding a new name. Mm-hmm. And we realized, especially recently, we've been focusing more on describing pro play. Yeah, we've been, our thoughts we've been trying to that. figure out like what we do yeah. and try to get a name to describe all of that. Yeah, and I made a reference a couple weeks ago that really hit the nose for us. Iron analysts. Mm-hmm. It was our skill level in what we do <laughs> on the podcast. Our and skill level of a league, our yeah. skill level <laughs> of our podcast. Yeah, our skill, skill level, level in, in analyzing oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> irons all, all around. Uh-huh. And we thought it would be funny mm-hmm. to make a callback of the podcast on one of its later, earlier episodes. And so we have decided to change the name coming forward as Iron Analysts. Yep. And... That's going to be our new name for the podcast. Yeah. Uh, If you're seeing this or listening to this, that means that you have also seen that the icon has changed. We've gotten a little bit cleaner, getting a little bit more professional. I I like it a lot. It definitely shows it. I think it really just describes who we are. And we obviously got that grass sticking out of Mike and stuff like that. You know, we're not going to leave that. It'll always be a part of us. It's always going to be a part of us. Because one day we just want to find the grass to touch. But until then, it doesn't exist. What is grass? Yeah, what is grass? How can I touch it? <laughs> if you touch like if you, if you touch like young baby grass, does that make you a grass pedophiler? Oh my god! <laughs> Stop! 
<laughs> underage dress. We're trying to not be explicit, okay? I haven't said anything explicit. Even if YouTube changed their swear word policy, we're still gonna... Yeah. We're gonna keep it chill, okay? And speaking of that, the first episode is right now. If you're watching this on YouTube, congratulations! Welcome to the first of many. Of course, all the others we will are be YouTube. there. But yeah, we're, we're expanding. We're branching out. Mm-hmm. And as the wise Mr. Beast once said that we both took to heart, as long as you upgrade or improve once a week on your projects, mm-hmm. you'll become better. Absolutely. And, and maybe one I day we'll pay an assassin to hunt us down in a video. Yeah, that was his newest one. Oh my god. <laughs> he paid an assassin to hunt him down. <laughs> I don't think we'll, I don't think I'll ever want that to be our We'll goal. have to touch grass. <laughs> yeah, we'll have like to touch grass. I don't know if I'm willing to go there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I paid an assassin to hunt me down in Among Us. That's about as close as we'll get. Oh, God. <laughs> to suss us out. We hid in the LCS production room. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, real quick. Out of all the casters, if you could have one act as the person hunting you down, which one would you have hunt you down? Huh. Let me think. I think it would have to be... I think it'd be funny if Captain Flowers... Right, that's what I was thinking. Him just announcing, like, you could could just hear his voice echoing in the halls. It'd just be, he'll, like, do some Skarner cosplay. (laughs) (laughs) Just like... I'm gonna sting you. (laughs) Like, like a purple suit, like, purple, like, mittens. Oh, God. (laughs) We're not going back there. Get the purple mittens That was something. That was something. That was something. I wonder how he'll feel about the Skarner VGO update, which is in the works right now, but... Did you see that they're allowing it to grab multiple people? I saw that. I didn't believe it. Potentially. Yeah. That I was like, I'm not going to believe that until it's like actually yeah. proven. But that based on like the art style, it looks like a lot cleaner. Yeah. It does look cleaner. Um, More alien. The base one just doesn't look good. I don't know what to say. Just It looks like a character that just got picked out of Dota. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the new all it's almost like an AOE slash that sort of just like picks a bunch of people up. Like a Rel R, Rel R which is like 10 times better. Yeah. So I guess Rel's going back into the dumpster. Once again. <laughs> this guy, Skarner Support's going to replace Rel. I will Hear rip me it out. I honestly think it will. It's possible, actually. I've done Skarner Support before. It was funny. It was a meme. It doesn't seem terrible now that I think it wasn't, about it. It wasn't the worst. Okay. Uh, I would do it with Dravens. I feel like they'll make Skarner, like, super tanky, too. Because mm-hmm. the best way, the reason why I was good with Draven, because anytime you are dragging someone with his alt... You just drag him towards Straven's puddles, <laughs> so he can just keep eyeing them. Oh my god! <laughs> like where his cue's gonna yeah. land? Yeah, that's where I would drag them to, <laughs> so he can continue eyeing. Oh, <laughs> that's pretty. Smart. It was so gross, and then immediately as they got out, I would then stun them. No, but I hate Skarner because like when I played a lot of top lane, he was a very cheese pick, right? And I no. I can definitely assume in support role he can be very cheesy oh, too. Out of doubt. Yeah. Okay, well, back on topic, we're just talking about rebranding, right? Yeah. And you say this this podcast is going to be the first video of our YouTube? Yeah. And then we'll uh, slowly, I'll start adding the old ones. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Got to adjust a little bit. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. You see, I didn't even know about this. He just told me this yeah, today. Yeah, it was so a surprise. That was, oh, that was a surprise. I, I, I did tell you before. Oh. So, uh, a little behind the scenes actions. I did tell Shadow that there's going to be a lot of surprises today. And, that was one of them. and I asked if you wanted to know in advance, and you said no. I want to be surprised. Okay, that was a surprise. Okay. That, that was one of them. I see. Because I, I was not expecting that. I just was going 
with the Flodo because no. I thought you expected me to know. No. So I'm <laughs> just like, yeah, I got to keep it normal. Yeah, got to keep, gotta keep it fresh. Got to keep it exciting. Got to keep the relationship going. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing that I've been binging on YouTube recently yeah. is a lot of Jeopardy. I don't know why. I've just why? Been, I've just found a kick. <laughs> okay. I get it happens once in a while. Okay. With uh, being a historian, I just got to like... See if I'm smarter at some points. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Obviously. Yeah. I don't care if I fail the science questions, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Doesn't um, matter. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Screw math. Screw math. But if I don't, if I get the geology ones or the history ones wrong, then I feel dumb. Yeah. Like we don't know math, but like when it comes to like league and how much gold we need, we're like perfect at it. Yeah. So with that, before I get into this fun little, I, I created a little Jeopardy game. For me? For you. Oh, goodness. My uh, brain's not ready for this. But before that, I know recently you've been playing a lot of Israel. Yeah. Down in the bot line. Decent amount. Yep. I well, if you ever get auto-filled to mid, there's a mid-Israel build that's being spammed by Showmaker over in Korea. You did this last year. I know, but the build's different. It's like a tank build? Nope. Divine Sunder? AP? Nope. It uses the two core items of Israel, Essence Reaver and Manamune. Okay, yeah. But... His mythic that he takes as a third item is Moonstone. The support healing Moonstone? Item. Yep. He takes the support healing mythic. Why? Because he grabs Conqueror and after procking uh, your Conqueror stacks, yeah. it heals you. And then it procs Moonstone, which then allows him to heal his allies. And so he just sits in the back line, spams, procs the Conqueror, and then just heals people. Oh my While God. dealing damage. That's the three item core. And then after that, he builds. Uh, if his team needs more healing, he'll build redemption. And then if not, he'll just start building the normal damage items. What about AP to just enhance the moonstone? Uh, I I think he might have picked up one or two AP items, but like the support AP items to increase the healing. So it's like a Soraka. A Soraka that out of nowhere gives you a right hook like Mike Tyson. And is has... <laughs> Has better mobility with yeah. the... Oh my god. That's crazy. And I'm assuming Moonstone also gives you ability haste too, right? Mm-hmm. So, oh my goodness. Showmaker is putting on a show once again. Yeah. First we saw the attack speed Malphite with the Pressy attack and everything like that. Well, that was done by, uh, I believe, Faker. No, that was Showmaker. Was it Showmaker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, Showmaker pulls out crazy shit. Okay. And then, now the Ezreal. Wow. But that Ezreal one I thought was funny. Have we seen it in... Pro play yet though, no? No, but it's been his like one of his more like frequent ones. Oof. I wanna if we see it, we're gonna have to talk about it. That's it's gonna crazy. be great. Yeah. I think he'll probably whip it like I feel like when pros do this of so just like spam like an odd pick yeah. and then don't play it anymore. I feel like it's cause at that point they've mastered it. Oh and they'll just keep they'll find another one, master that, and then once like they need a clutch moment mm-hmm. or like an off meta pick mm-hmm. to like win a clutch game, yeah. They'll throw that one in there. He's he's waiting for a World Finals game five to pull out the Ezreal main. World Finals or even uh, Spring Finals or like Spring yeah. Playoffs. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, like I mean, say if like they have two bad games, mm-hmm. pick up one, and they just need to win one more game. Yeah, you whip out that bad boy. <laughs> yeah, I feel like when all hope is lost, you have to definitely just pull out the sleeper picks. You know, do a surprise because you know you're doing the same thing and it's not working, right? Yeah. You know, and I think Korea, they do do that. You know, we see like the Lehens singe support, Showmaker does crazy stuff. Faker brought out this not, crazy. Not, not Faker. I, 
all of T1 brings out crazy. No, no, but I'm saying like uh, last year, like they started like this Kaisa Midwave, remember? Which, oh, yeah. Which spread everywhere, which I hated. That was crazy. Also, that's why I'm just like worried, like, you know, LCS, do they do that? Because I don't think they do. Not really. No. No. Not in the mid lane. Yeah, even Especially then, the they don't really do anything wacky. Yeah. I think the wackiest thing I've seen in the last, like, year or so mm-hmm. is when Busio played Azir support. Oh. That was the wackiest I've <laughs> seen. <laughs> Wasn't that, like, the first match, too? Yeah. It was the opening what of a spring. Banger. I mean, I actually thought it was pretty good, though. Um, the, on paper, great idea, because the Azir can destroy the Heimerdinger turrets. Yeah, great laning pick, I feel. Yeah. Uh, it's just the fact that other than that, it, it's almost impossible to scale as a support. <laughs> yeah, try to go and you can just go one shot, you know? There's only two scaling supports, and that's Pike and Senna. Senna, because she just plays a side mini game to win, mm-hmm. and Pike, because he gets to kills and just gives gold to other people. Yeah, that's true. Other and than Senna, those, the more she plays, she just gets can just shoot from further yeah. and further. And then away. probably the only other like decently good scaling is Bard. I'd say those are the top three scalers for support. Gotcha. In my opinion, like of course, like there's Thresh, but like it doesn't really. Heimer. <laughs> no, I, Ash. Heimer. Ash. All you get to do is just spam your every own single ADC in the game. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll quote Caria. You are not me. You do not have my team. Don't try to be me. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, I think the bare minimum that. The bare maximum that ADCs, I mean, supports can pick in LCS would be like Ash. Like, I don't know if they can really be as flexible as Karia. But, you know, it has been working out. We've seen Caitlyn support before, I think. No, yeah, we can't be as bold as EU like last year. Because, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, EU played so much Pike last year. Like, oh, a lot. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I loved watching it. Yeah, I think Targamus was just insane. He's gross. Them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if they didn't ban it, they just honestly, they I think they first picked it too. Like, no. It's like, we're, we're going to go with it, you know. <laughs> That's what's exciting, you know. Um, I think that was kind of like CLG back in the day where they're like, okay, we're like doing so bad. Let's just pick our just pick our mains. Especially, you know, aside from Dokla, he just like, it was Yone top, which was like incredible. And like, they did win. Or he'd like pick Irelia and he'd like pop off. But at the same time, we just, after that, just like not really. We don't really see teams just outshining with mechanics alone. Yeah. You know, it's not as showy as, for example, when Zekka in Worlds, where he just popped the F off on Silas and Akali. You know, it was, to me, when, as a viewer, it just seemed like mechanics alone, they just won the game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, except for King. King just abused Aatrox. King, yeah, we're not going to go there. I think a lot of people are still a bit salty about that. <laughs> just ban it. <laughs> just you, ban it. You're not winning. They're like, ban it. No, we can, we can still do it. We can still do it. <laughs> I'm better. I'm better. I'm I better. swear. I'm better. I'm stronger. <laughs> I'm smarter. <laughs> I'm better. I am better. I am better. Yeah, it, it did not work out. <laughs> um. So, Jeopardy game. You ready? Oh, Jeopardy. I can't be forget about that. Okay. Now, all of this just revolves around two teams. So, I'll make it easy for you. Mm-hmm. It revolves around Fnatic and FlyQuest. Okay. The best... My favorite team in the LCS and... Arguably the worst European team this year. Awkward. So, I'm going to hit you with a couple things. Okay, so first off, their top laner, their new top laner for their spring split. Um, I don't even, I can't remember his name. I don't know his name either. Yeah. So, for all of Fnatic top laners, 
There's gonna be a true or false question. Okay. Uh, for out of every single Fnatic top laner, the current one has a a KDA or sorry has a KDA of blank a seven seventeen and two five thirty six and one mm-hmm. one twenty and nine or sixteen fourteen and twenty seven. His KDA is one twenty and nine. Correct. Yep, he got his first kill in the fourth game. I think it's because I watched it <laughs> that I remember. But that's kind of depressing. Yeah. Uh, Top lane matters. Yep. Uh, so, a little known fact. This is the first time in Fnatic's history uh, that they've ever been this low in the LEC bracket board. Wow. Uh, the last time they were ever this low is when they were at sixth place. What year do you think they were at sixth place? 2014, 2016, 2018, 2020. <sighs> so 2014, 2016, 2018, and 2020? Yep. Okay. Um, this is hard. Yeah. I don't know how... I don't, Just pick one. I definitely don't think it's 2020. 18, I think that was when Reckless was popping off. So I think it's 2016. Ding, ding, ding. You are a winner. Really? Yeah, they were sixth place in 2016. Oh, my goodness. So why Other than so that, they've always been one through fourth. Holy crap. And I think there was one year where they were fifth. No, because I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure early in the years of, L- of like, LEC, like, Fnatic was, like, they won Worlds or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I was, like, definitely not the first one. And then, like, 2018 and 2020, like, they had they have Reckless. So that's why I'm just, like, I doubt it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now... For FlyQuest, this is going to be a true or false, okay? Okay. True or false, this current split, FlyQuest has had their best record of win-to-loss ratio than they've ever had before. True. Correct. Yeah, that's pretty obvious. <laughs> Never really seen FlyQuest <laughs> up there. It's yeah. been a while. Uh, I also thought about that, and so I did some digging. Learned that they were a team this year. The last time they were ever this high mm-hmm. was both in spring and summer of 2020. Uh, spring split of 2020, they ended at fourth with 10 and 8. Uh, also, the other top. That's when they had Jose Diodo. Was... Nope. No? No. Jose Diodo was 2022. Oh, I'm dumb. Uh, and 2021. I think so. Yeah. But I, was, I found it funny. That the top four at that time as well were Cloud9, Evil Geniuses, 100 Thieves, and FlyQuest were the top four. <laughs> <laughs> Something looks very suspicious. Very, who's the odd one out? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, also, Golden Gardens were also in the top six during spring of 2020. So this is a repeat of 2020. Yep. The only team that is not a repeat of 2020 is TSM. TSM was number fifth, and CLG was the bottom. So the only difference is that CLG replaced TSM. I see. And then following summer, FlyQuest was able to get third place with a record of 12 and 6. Oh, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. This is also when Team Liquid popped off. So they had a bad... Team Liquid was ninth in spring, and then got first in summer. Oh, that's a comeback. Yeah. We'll see if they can do that the next split. So I looked into this wonder 
uh, squad that FlyQuest created back then. Mm-hmm. And it actually kind of surprised me who was on the team. Who was on the squad? So top lane was none other than Solo. Goodness. Really? Yeah. Okay. Jungle. Santorin. Of course. Keep going. Mid lane, Power of Evil. <laughs> I miss that guy. ADC, Wild Turtle. Okay. Interesting. And support, Ignar. Ignar. Oh, he's still in the league. I forgot. Yeah. Which team is he in again? Immortals? Mm-hmm. Really? I think so. No. Ignar. Uh, Dig. Dig? Yeah. And he's still in Dig? Yeah. Okay. I was like, did he get benched again? Uh, and then <laughs> I was just curious uh, just of how like many changes Evil Geniuses made. Uh, that same year, Kumo was top. Sven's Garen was jungle. Jizuke. Sven? Sven Garen. Or Sven's Karen? Oh, I thought you said. Jizuke was mid. Bang was ADC. And Zazel was support. Azazel? Yeah. No, not Azazel. Zazel. Oh, I was like, what? Two Zs. <laughs> okay, okay. I just thought, I thought it was just weird. Interesting, interesting. Anything else? Oh, yeah. I got, I got one more for you. Okay. So it is very well known that. Most of the players in the LCS are South Korean and from the United States, mm-hmm. with twenty six percent of the players being both. Yeah, uh, making it about half. That's actually half crazy. Of all players are either from the United States or from South Korea. No, LCS is uh, Korea's uh, Korea's retirement home. Well, not all. You got a lot of young people too. I guess so, but they usually stay. No, no, it depends. I guess it depends, but it's funny. Like, you don't be funny. If South Korea had, there were more South Koreans in the LCS than um, U- United States. That would be funny. And then number three of most populated is Canada. Okay. With 10 players. Mm-hmm. Australia with four. Australia, yeah, that's Denmark, five, five just from Australia. Yep, yeah. Denmark with four. Denmark with four. Yep. Turkey with four. Turkey with four. Okay, I know this armor and closer. Mm-hmm. That's all I know. For this, I'm going to name the one of one where there's only one player from this country. I want you to see if you can... Name the player. It's going to be hard. China. China? Yeah. <laughs> Shoot, you can't do it anyway. <laughs> Dude, I can't get this wrong. Uh, you get one hint for each player. Speaker? Correct. Holy crap. Germany. Germany? There's only one player from Germany. One player from Germany. Mm-hmm. One player from Germany. One player from Germany. Uh, we'll give you a hint on this one. Okay. He only played for the first half of spring and then was benched. What? First half of, split of spring this year? Yeah. Okay, uh, Spawn? Nope. Shoot, who is it? Diplex. Dip- oh my- Wait, no, I should have known that! <laughs> I should have known that! This one, I did not know. Oh, I feel The stupid. Philippines. The Philippines? Yeah! There's one person with the nationality of the Philippines. That might be dual citizenship, Give me a hint, give me a hint. He is a jungler. Is he still playing? Yes. Philippines, 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 Philippines. A jungler from the Philippines. Yep. Dude. Okay, wait, I just need a little bit more time on this. Um, uh, they did not make it into playoffs. They did not make it, okay. They like, gives you four teams. That gives you four teams. Shoot. Dude, I don't fuck. Oh, Kenby. There you oh go. Oh my god. I can't believe I almost missed that. Okay. If okay. you don't get this one, you're an idiot. Poland. I'm an idiot. Poland? Yep. There's only one player from Poland. How am I supposed to know? You can't call me an idiot. Uh, Jensen? Inspired. 
It's frick. I should have known that too. Jens is from Denmark. <laughs> all the European countries to me are the same. Sorry. There's Sweden. So There's only one from Sweden. One from Sweden. Mm-hmm. Shoot. Sweden. Mm-hmm. You're like, not. What team? Uh, I think it, he's either on team and. Uh, you said team inspired almost. I almost <laughs> You're about did. to say team inspired. <laughs> uh, I think he's on either Dignitas or Immortals. Or Immortals, Tomo. Nope. Uh, Ignore. He's from Korea. Uh, Bululu. Oh, Bululu, the millionaire yeah. for Immortals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the guy who played the Velcon's first game. Mm-hmm. And then guy. one person from Taiwan. One person from Taiwan. <laughs> yeah, just one. This is the last one. <laughs> yep. Dude. <laughs> Taiwan. Wait, are they, did they make the playoffs? No. They didn't? No. It's not Ignar, obviously. They are a mid laner. They are a mid laner that's in a bottom four team from Taiwan. Wait, okay, okay, wait. There's Immortals? <laughs> You're going through all the mid laners. Immortals, right Dignitas, definitely not. And then what are the other two teams? Um, TSM and Team Liquid. So then there's Hyrie. And then in TSM, there is Maple. Oh, Maple! It's Maple! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> watching the gears turning your head, trying to figure this oh. out, was 100% worth this Jeopardy game. Oh my god. Yeah, it was just kind of oh. interesting to see where everyone was from. And it was kind of funny to see that like there was only like six countries with only one player from it. But yeah, there's like a bunch from others. I like it though, because it's, it's very much the American way. Yeah, but yeah. I found it funny also that there's four players from uh, both Turkey, Denmark, and Australia. Just four. Not like five or anything like that. Yeah, I honestly expected more from Australia, but I guess I was wrong. Yeah, no, that's very interesting. And I think it's very American because, you know, in America, um, depending on which part of America you're from, at least, there are... Um, it's pretty diverse in some areas, yeah. especially in like the capital cities or like the big cities. Um, so I kind of like, you know, learning that there is a lot of diversity in LCS as well. So yeah. they're working on that. it. Yeah, I'm happy to hear that. Right now, it's still Korea and US dominated. Yeah. Um, I mean, it would make sense for it to be more US dominated. Yeah, I like, I like, I like that. Yeah, I thought it was just ironic that it was perfectly split down the middle for. Uh-huh. United States and Korean. Also, I was surprised that there's only I thought there'd be more people from Canada than actual United States. Really? Yeah, but there's only ten from Canada. Only ten, yeah. There are some crazy players in Canada though. Like, if you know obviously in the Valorant scene it's very obvious there's are a lot of legends from Canada <laughs> that are in the NA Valorant scene right now. Um, now. I was surprised by a couple of the Canadian names. I didn't know Vulcan was in Canada. Was from Canada. I knew that one because there was one time uh, at Worlds where he came out with the Canadian flag. Either that it was either Worlds or playoffs. Awesome. Yeah, and I think JoJo also did the same. Oh, okay. Then that was that was finals. Yeah, that was summer. That was spring finals. So these are all the people from Canada that I didn't know. So you have Blaze Olive, mm-hmm. Biofrost, Chime, JoJo Pion, Licorice, Poom, Spawn, Tenacity, Vulcan, and Wild Turtle. I didn't know Tenacity was Canadian. I didn't. I think I knew that. I didn't know Wild Turtle was Canadian. No, I think that the He's three been in the scene for so long. The three right. that got me were Chime, Poom, and Tenacity. I thought they were all at NA. Like, or I guess like not. Sure, uh, I thought US. Poom was NA too. I guess we can't really say NA because NA includes Canada, but I thought they were United States based. Wait, you know what? That's actually so funny though, because 
like Jojo, remember he was like the NA go, you know, like the the prodigy from NA, but this whole time he was on Canada. Well, Canada is part of the NA. It's North, well, it's North yeah, America. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I get that. Yeah, but you know, it was like all the orcs are like based from United States, so that's why I just I assumed he was because he also came out with a USA flag. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I, like that that's what I'm talking about. Like in the spring finals where they like won't be hundred thieves last year, like Jojo was carrying out with a USA flag. That's why I find it really freaking ironic. That is funny. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and Those then, are some so, nice facts here. Yeah, that ends the Jeopardy one. And then I just have some other interesting facts that now that the split is technically over. Mm-hmm. So the only player to get player of the week more than once was Prince. He got it twice. Yeah, that makes sense. Not too um, surprising. Now, I'm going to list, because they, they also announced the top five players that, goes the, that got the most player MVPs on stage. One of them is Fudge, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'll do the top, or I'll, I'll do four, five, or five, four, three. Okay. I want you to guess one and two. The most, the player of the game? Yeah, they got the most player of the games. Okay, okay. So number five uh, is Vikla at five. Okay. Prince at five. Wait, Prince at five? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Fudge at five. Uh-huh. Uh, all I'll tell you is that one and two, they got six. Okay. Each. Oh. Who are those two individuals? Um, this is hard. Oh, I definitely think it'll be a jo- Oh, Blabber, for sure. Nope. What? I'll give you a hint for second right now. Okay. They're on Evil Geniuses. Inspired. Correct. Without a doubt. Yeah. Uh, first place. First place. Um, so Fudge is not there. And Inspired is tied with someone. So my guess would be Gory? No. Stixay? Nope. You're on the Berserker. Right tra- you're, on, you're on the right track. It's an ADC. Just not Stixay or Berserker. You cannot tell me that it's double list. It is double no! list, baby. It is. There's no way. He's gotten six player stage MVPs. You're kidding me. No. <laughs> he, was, he played so bad, though. <laughs> he got six. That's bias. That's not bias. That's just facts. <laughs> That's bias. I hate. I'm not biased on this. Oh, my God. <laughs> the people picking the players just are biased. What? Yeah, he got six. How many games did they win? Like, ten? Well, let's get into that. Because this was the last week of spring split. Did they include the tiebreaker games? I don't know. Oh, okay. But it was the last week. It was a super week. It was Not only was it a super week, but we had so many tiebreaker games at the end. Like, Friday night... Imagine if League started won. at 2 p.m. PTS, PST, or whatever, the Pacific time. We'll just go, we'll go to PTSD. Yeah, I got that PTSD time. <laughs> we'll go okay. to Pacific P- time. Yeah, yeah. Started at 2 p.m. <clears throat> I don't think the games ended until almost 11 p.m. at night. So it was really late. I think it was like 9 or 10 ish. I agree. It was really, really late. Um, 100 Thieves. Crazy. They, like, they played three games in a row. Like, Well, not three. They had like. One game where there was someone else after their first game. What a wild run, to be honest. Like, no, they won five games in a row this week. I think it's it's a very big momentum booster for them, for sure. Like, the more they're winning, the more confident they get. So, this is a really good boost for them moving on to the playoffs. 
But yeah, I was I was very wild. I was very surprised. <clears throat> no. So what did you think of this last Super Week? Surprising, as always. Um, you know, I like to talk about this a lot. We expect teams to win and then they lose. And we the teams that we expect to lose win. There's yeah. always like a back and forth where a team goes 0-2 this one week. Then they go 2-0 the next week. And I think the same thing kind of happened this time. Yeah. So um, I think yeah. since there are so many games, we should just break it down by day. Yeah, why not? I think yeah. that's a great so idea. So Wednesday, starting off the bat, the biggest, I would say probably one of the biggest hyped matches yeah. of the, the beginning. And it started right off the bat. You had the two people tied for first, FlyQuest and Cloud9. Mm-hmm. And what a disappointing game it was. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it was it was definitely something. The it was very disappointing in the fact that C9 they just kind of crushed FlyQuest. It was pretty one-sided, I'd have to say. It, w- it wasn't as one-sided when there was a tiebreaker match. I'll give it to them. But in this one, I I have to blame the draft. Especially with all the hype behind it. It's like... They always make it disappointing, I feel like. Remember the first tiebreaker? Not tie The first match between them? Everyone's like, oh, Prince versus Berserker. Prince versus Berserker. They did, they did they, nothing. Yeah, they like get like one kill, maybe. It's like the yeah. slowest game ever. Yeah, I feel like... This like duo matchup is like the equivalent of seeing like come see the wet t-shirt contest and you're just like, ooh, women in bikinis and wet t-shirt, gotta go. And it's just like hairy men that just is very displeasing. You know, I can't really connect with you on that. (laughs) (laughs) What, do you like seeing hairy men in t-shirts? No, not that. Just like... Like you'll be excited to see women in... I, I just I never thought about that before, but I think some of the other listeners will understand. Okay, or it's like when like some like a restaurant says like online on like uh-huh. Uber Eats, uh, free food or a free item. Mm-hmm. You go and click on it, and it's just like uh, some chips or carrots, and or you have to buy something to get it. Yeah, that's pretty disappointing. And you're very just sad and upset. Like you were so ready. Does that one fit to you, hungry boy? You're making me sad. <laughs> no, but I definitely agree. Uh, the C9 vs. FlyQuest game was pretty depressing. No. Uh, Spica picked my favorite champion, Sejuani, which is a terrible pick right now, but he still did it. Let me guess. Prince picked Zeri. Yep. They did the classic Zeri-Sejuani combo, and it was useless. They, they Nothing happened. So, important. it seems that you have some of a hatred towards Sejuani. I do have a hate for Sejuani, because when people play Sejuani, they just don't win, unless you're CLG. Like, and I don't say like for example this EG mm-hmm. EG they love picking their Sejuani um, and they won 0-3 this weekend and even last week they are trying to constantly pick Sejuani it just didn't go well um, it's kind of like that thing with when Lucian and Nami got nerfed but they still kept picking Lucian <coughs> TSM and they were losing and it's like the same thing is going on like I understand Sejuani is like an easy champion and you play Sejuani for so long with your team but after the Radiant Virtue nerfs, he's just not as good anymore. And people have to respect that. Even with the ADC buffs, you know, a lot of crit ADCs are stronger now. Like Saya, Jinx, um, Kai'Sa. And they all, like, delete Sejuani. We've, and I think... Draven, too. Draven. Yeah, what's it It was this game where Draven literally just deleted Spica. GG. Yeah, GG. I don't know what to tell you. Um, uh, other than that, I would say for Wednesday... The only other game that was noticeable was probably 100 Thieves versus TSM. It was kind of a banger. It was a banger. It was very bloodthirsty. Very back and forth. I liked it. Yeah. 
I liked it a lot. Uh, who did Doublelift play in the, in the first match, actually? I don't remember. Me, I don't remember either. There's a lot sure. of games this week. He picked Jinx. Jinx? Okay, no, yeah. Um, and it was really cool. We got to see Busio and Renata. Mm-hmm. Like, I think this is what was the most exciting part, is that Busio... He just he didn't go to stupid Zeri Lulu, right? Yeah. No more Lulu. He he picked the more engaging supports, you know, with the Renata. He picked Nautilus. He picked Thresh twice, I believe, and he also picked uh let me see. Oh, Rakan. Yeah. How can I how can I forget Rakan? He played really well, I'd say. Like, especially this last week and in the tiebreakers, the rookies definitely stepped up their game. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I will say the rookies did step up, but I will say tenacity has always been solid. He's yeah. probably a, he's probably the out of all the rookies we've seen come out of NA mm-hmm. in the last year and a half. Mm-hmm. He's probably the most solid right there next to Danny. And that's valid. I mean, okay, I wouldn't put him next to Danny. <laughs> what? But as like solid though. Oh, okay. I was like, like just like coming in as a rookie okay. and not faltering, not having like any really bad games. That's There's, true. There hasn't been a single game where I just go. It was Tenacity's fault. I agree with you just because Danny's first year wasn't as um, spectacular as Danny's second year. Mm-hmm. And regardless, Danny was a, he was a standout player. And as for Tenacity, like, I agree. And I think you told me about this stat rundown uh, a couple of weeks ago. But you said that he has, like, the most solo kills out of every top laner. Uh, in the LCS right now. In the LCS yeah. right yeah. And I think, and even last week, I'm sorry, not last, this week, we've seen a lot of solo kills from him as well. He just popping off and... Yeah. He's very. He's yeah. a very reliable top. Very reliable. I agree. Like, he's usually always getting kills, and if he does die, like, it isn't really that big of a factor. Yeah. Um, he never really ends. He's a very stable player, which is good. Mm-hmm. You, like, you want that? In the very. Top uh, very uh, <laughs> you want that? Uh, yeah, yeah. No. I mean, we can go back to Summit, who's not very stable. But um, uh, speaking of Summit, so. There was a, a stat that was announced during this you're week. Make me sad. Because Nar is one of your favorite champions. Yeah. Nar was played 11 times this split in the LCS. Oh my god. And it's only one. Out of those 11, only one game was won on Nar. Buzz by Summit. My guy. Doesn't matter. That's a big L. And like big L's, EG, day one of Super Week, got a massive L to Immortals. They took the biggest L's. And I feel... That was the start of a very bad week. I mean, but you did say he was sick, though. I know. That's why it was like, it's just like, it's unfortunate mm-hmm. what happened. But the fact that it happened, this was just like a bad omen. Yeah. Like, you see them once in a while, like a good omen, like 100 Thieves. 100 Thieves had a great banger of a game, and they just continued off that high. They went on a four loss streak this week. That's what, like, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But like, kind of like how Golden Guardians had like that really big like high where just mm-hmm. bang, 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 bang. That was a hundred thieves this week. While during that super week previously, a hundred thieves were the one that went loss, loss, loss. Yeah. This week it was EG that was in the lost streak. No, absolutely. Because you follow into sad. Thursday and hundred thieves just sweep EG. And everything after that was pretty straightforward. There wasn't really a game Thursday other than the first one, I'd say, that was, like, really, like, surprising. Yeah, I agree. I definitely want to get more into that game. Um, As we've known, JoJo keeps getting caught out, you know, and it's a big issue. We don't know why it's happening. Um, 
either he's sick or there's some communication issues. Yeah, and then they brought in their challenger mid laner too sometimes. Not, like, not this week though. It was like it was just one game. Yeah. Which worked out, but I don't I don't think I'm not saying Joe should be swapped or anything like that. His aggressive playstyle just didn't work. And I, I not that I not I'm talking about it, I think it fits very much with Hundred Thieves. You know, Hundred Thieves closer, for example, is very aggressive, right? But then if you have EG who has their Lord and Savior Sejuani pick every single game, like you can't get that same aggression. You know what I mean? Um Hundred Thieves, they finally agreed to the aggression. No more, no more Sejuani. No more scaling Seri Lulu because doesn't matter. Regardless of what ADC you pick, you will scale regardless, right? Um, unless you maybe Lucian. You'll still do damage. <laughs> you'll still do damage. I, I have to say, you'll still do damage. Yeah. Um, and now it's 100 Thieves just like being, you know, they, they took some lessons from Cobra Kai. They're striking first, you know? Yeah. <laughs> They're finally doing that. The good old 1-2. Yeah, the good old 1-2 and look what happens. 5-0. Mm-hmm. And we also got to see Closer play on... Viego. Viego this yeah. week, which is very nice. And a Viego with kills, many kills at the beginning of the game. Like, can yeah. you believe it? And well, just... I, I, I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah, you can't believe it. <laughs> but if anything, why... I would be more shocked if closer Viego didn't get kills in the early game. And I think this is like my theory. They're going to keep playing aggressive. Um, and while still having those aggressive scalers, or maybe just spot lane as a strong scaler and mid lane. And... They'll just keep playing scrappy, and if they do lose and like lose some kills, regardless, they've been scrappy enough to get to the late game, where because they have stronger scaling teammates on their side, they just guarantee win. We saw that. We saw double lift pick Kaisa twice. Yeah, played amazing. You know what I mean? And they're so scrappy. Regard, it doesn't matter if you're playing super scary. They're so scrappy. They want that. Like you don't pick Krakus if you don't want to be scrappy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then go into. Friday, the big week, and what an upset right off the bat. We had CLG take a win over Cloud9. Yeah, I mean, we can't we can't ignore CLG. Yeah. I keep complaining about them because they're so flip-floppy. They'll either, they'll either win all the games in a week or, or none of them. <laughs> yeah, none, or none of them. Uh, and this time, they did that miracle run of going 3-0. Yeah, I think we we were both assuming that hundred. Well, they did they did lose in the tiebreaker. They did lose in the tiebreaker, but regardless, they made it to the playoffs. Yeah, and we both I think we we're both talking about this. We were saying that we think hundred thieves and TSM would make it to the playoffs, but I mean we got proven wrong once again by yeah. CLG. CLG just kind of snuck in there. Yeah, and then probably the the, the biggest disappointing games were EG versus Team Liquid. And Dignitas versus Golden Guardians. <laughs> what a banger game. You know, I don't even watch any games where Dignitas is in it because I'm like, oh, like, same thing will happen. Golden Guardians lost. That was their only chance to get their best record, yeah. right? Yeah, like, they have yet to break the record of getting <sighs> nine wins. It was such dis- They had three days to try to get that. Yeah, and Three it wasn't days. too bad either. Okay, like, I understand they had to go against FlyQuest in their second match. Yeah. But they got CLG at the beginning, who were coming off a huge loss streak, and they got Dignitas in their last day. They're, they're not even a single, a large ray of hope <laughs> at, the, at the final match of their week. I mean... Just yeah. swing and miss. I understand that Dignitas have nothing to lose, so they do kind of have an upper hand, but it is kind of sad. 
We didn't expect this. Yeah, and then I think it was also sad is Team Liquid has finally figured out the secret behind EG. If you just get to the objectives first, you win. Because <laughs> EG's strategy is always act fighting. like you're fighting the objective yeah. and then flip it. No, it was that's actually so funny though, because like last year we would see that all the time. Like we Every time they were attacking Baron, we're like, oh, they're not going to do it. Yeah, they're not going to do it. Like, Baron was their play toy. They're like, it's, it was always their bait. Oh, oh I'm going to get Baron. I'm going to get Baron. I'm going to get I'm going to get I'm telling you. Oh, I got you. <laughs> That's funny, too, because teams always fell for it. Yeah. Um, and Team Liquid's just like, we'll just be there first. They, no. they can't coin flip us if we're already there. <laughs> it was funny because it was like... Team Liquid, they were sacrificing their jungler <laughs> in the mid lane while Yon just like solo kills the dragon. And they did that like a couple times. Yeah. It, it, was work- it worked for them. They got the dub. And you know what's even funnier? Summon, he took all three inhibs by himself. Jesus. That was funny. Like, it wasn't even like, no fights were really happening, I guess, until the very, I mean, I take that back. A lot of fights were happening, but I can't say they were like monumental fights. It was all just a bunch of scrappiness. At the end of the day, Summit just did so much damage to the towers that it didn't even matter yeah. anymore. And then we had three tiebreaker games. The FlyQuest versus Cloud9 game. FlyQuest did better. They did than, better. Than Wednesday. Yeah, I, I think it was they still lost. I think it was definitely tight. They were they were in the lead and then Berserker, he got that amazing quadra kill in top lane, right? Pulling out that Draven once again. And then but still, FlyQuest fought back. You know, it was very back and forth, back and forth. But at the end of the day, I mean, better ADC wins. I don't know what to tell you. Berserker was deleting everybody. So. Yeah. I wouldn't say better ADC wins necessarily. You, I still think, still Prince, think is, Prince is better. Yeah. You still think Prince is better. Individually, I would say Prince is better. Interesting. Well, I just. You have yet to prove it because. Yeah. Right now, C9 just beat them twice. That is fair. I, I just think Cloud9 had a better strategy. Yeah, I think that's valid, but and I honestly think I don't think FlyQuest or Kainan are the best teams. Do you know who the best team is? Is it the team that won two games back to back? No, no, no. Hundred Thieves. Hear, hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. CLG. No, no, no. If you C- say they're the best, I'm gonna slap no, no. you. C9 beat FlyQuest twice, right? Yep. Then CLG beat C9, and who beat CLG? Guardians. Hundred Thieves. Oh, that, that's why <laughs> I already said a hundred thieves, and you just had to do like a whole different compilated loot well, just I, to get back to where I, I was. They had I had to make sense of it, you know what I mean? No, there's no it was, it's yes or no answer. I stated a hundred thieves. It's like if we both agreed to meet up somewhere and we both started at the same place and just had to go across the street. Mm-hmm. I walked across the street, you did a lap around the building. Went down two blocks, came up, and then met me at the opposite street corner. Yeah, that's my ADHD. (laughs) (laughs) It's just from point A to point B. There's no C, D, E, or F. (laughs) I want more answers. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but I think CLG, it's it's so funny because, like, CLG is the only team that really made Sejuani work. And the reason why it worked, I looked at their teams and their champs and everything like that. They picked Sejuani into Jace every time, which I think is a genius move. Um, like MNS picked Jace mid. I think there was like another match where they went against a Jace mid in their third game. And it just worked out because 
Think about it. you know you play Sejuani. Sejuani has a passive that gives her the armor yeah. and everything like that. So Jace, who is like a completely like a complete like lethality champion only, can do nothing against Sejuani. And not only that, the vision, the vision early game, just I don't know how a contract just weave through the jungle, dodging every single ward and managed to get many kills. Yeah. And so with that, we now have the playoff bracket. With the upper bracket being Cloud9 versus CLG, FlyQuest versus 100 Thieves. Then the lower bracket, you have Golden Guardians that will be paired off with someone and Evil Geniuses that will be paired off with someone. Yeah, Based off this bracket, who do you think will be in the finals? Who do I think will be in the finals? Um, This is kind of tough. It's really funny because we obviously 100 Thieves are coming off of like a five win streak mm-hmm. and now they're going against FlyQuest who's arguably one of the best teams. And then we see another game where it's uh, Cloud9 versus CLG and CLG have already beat Cloud9 before. So if a normal person who hasn't been watching the matches have looked at this, they'd be like, oh, obviously C- uh, Cloud9 and FlyQuest are going to move up to the upper bracket and they're going to fight to see who gets the uh, number one seed in the grand finals, right? But when you look at the previous matches and the momentum that the other, like, under, quote-unquote, underdog teams are coming with, you're like, I don't know anymore. (laughs) So I have three outcomes. Can double lift match Prince. So these are my three outcomes. Right off the bat, I think a funny outcome. I'll do my funny one first. I think it would be funny if the two people in finals, which would mean the two people going to MSI... Would be CLG and 100 Thieves. No. no. <laughs> okay, so this is this is my thought process on it. So CLG beats Cloud9 right off the bat, mm-hmm. goes to the upper final, and FlyQuest go there, but somehow CLG beats FlyQuest as well. And then 100 Thieves just creaks on by. Um, more realistically, I think it'll be either uh, Cloud9 and FlyQuest or Cloud9 and 100 Thieves. In the finals. So you think that Cloud9 is a better team than FlyQuest? Right now, considering that they've lost twice in a row, mm-hmm. yes. As much as I hate to admit it, there's there's only a couple scenarios in my head where FlyQuest make it to it, mm-hmm. and it'd be iffy. I think you're kind of right, just because we've noticed that Cloud9, they, have, they are better at drafting. Like, sure, FlyQuest... They do get that unique draft sometimes, especially with how flexible Prince is, right? But he's your ADC. You know, you don't want him to be your flexible pick. You just want him to carry, right? Well, on Cloud9, though, you got Blabber, who's very flexible. Their mid laner, who's very flexible. I think more flexible than Vikla. No offense, Vikla. And also, arguably, I think the best top laner mm-hmm. this split, Fudge, who's been so consistent. And also, like you said, got like five player to games, right? I think probably... the one of the better, or not the better, but more convincing one would be Cloud9 and 100 Thieves going to finals. Mm-hmm. Cloud9, because they're a very solid team, very yeah. good draft. They have been very consistent. 100 Thieves, they have two players that are known for just being different in playoffs. That's true. Closer playoff and double lift playoff are two different beasts. Oh, not Bjergsen? No, no, he doesn't. He doesn't pop off. <laughs> okay. He's he, like a second support. He's a vegan mid laner. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna, let's see. We'll see some zillion hopefully. Yeah, and FlyQuest, I would say they have a hard hill to climb. I think so. Surprisingly, like I'm still a diehard 
FlyQuest fan. Gotcha. I just think they need to figure out if how to beat Cloud9. If they can figure that out, mm-hmm. they have the potential of making it into finals, grand finals. Other than that, they'll just have to figure it out during MSI mm-hmm. and then just come more prepared for summer. I think that's a very valid answer. Um, if we did look at the tiebreakers, we've noticed that Cloud9 and 100 Thieves, which surprisingly 100 Thieves, are probably one of the most flexible teams at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember we talked about this before where we wanted 100 Thieves. We wanted to see if they are more flexible. And during the tiebreakers, they were like, fuck it, we ball. Let's let's yeah. try to be flexible. Let's let's try stuff. Let's let's pull out the first Lissandra of the split, you know? Um didn't, I think didn't they did it back to back. Yeah, they? they did it back to back. Um they played it twice in a row. So in that sense they're not super duper flexible, but it's something. But yeah, it's still something. They got support switches, their jungle switches. You know, no one can play Viego like closer, you know? So I definitely agree. It it could definitely be Cloud9 and 100 Thieves in the grand finals. I am looking forward to that. But FlyQuest, I think they can do it as long as they don't pick Sejuani. Like, please, please, God, don't pick Sejuani. Like, I almost would say, like, people would say that, like, Golden Guardians and Evil Geniuses are, like, the dark horses. Mm-hmm. Because they're in the lower brackets. I think FlyQuest is the dark horse of this playoff. I it really do. If they're like, potentially, they might just go like, losers right away and just make a miracle run. Like, they're not a super team in any way. And they're all individually great. Not 100% the best, mm-hmm. but arguably everyone on that team is, like, very good. Yeah, I definitely don't think we should count off. We're, we're, it's, we, we're, I'm not counting them we off. We kind of sound like we're counting them off, but we're not. Yeah, like they're, 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 the the, they're, they're the dark horse, I would say, of playoffs, mm-hmm. of the sense of people expect them to be like great. Mm-hmm. But after this last Super Week, it's going to be rough because you just got done basically losing twice to Cloud9. And so if it is in the grand finals, Cloud9 versus FlyQuest, how confident will you be in defeating Cloud9 in the Grand Finals, considering yeah. that you haven't been able to do it for quite some time now. Yeah. almost It's almost like they need that um, a momentum push. Yeah. They need a, a crazy loser bracket run, almost, to face off Cloud9 again. And also, I'd like to say that seeing how all the teams have been doing with, you know, either winning straight and a losing straight, I think CLG are going to shit the bed. Just because they did so well this week, I think in playoffs they're going to do bad. I could see that. As for Golden Guardians, I think they're going to do well. Just because they did so bad this week. And for Evil Geniuses, I think they're going to do bad. Evil Geniuses are on a rocky road. Yeah, they're on a rocky road. And remember, when they when we did see them on a rocky road, they usually don't get back up as quick. That's what I've noticed. Um, especially when... They either come in flying <laughs> high. Yeah. Or it's a slow build-up. Yeah, and we've noticed that, especially when Danny left, right? And they, like, replaced him with, uh, I forgot his name. Um, but he was, really, he was a really good player. They didn't do very hot. No. Um, they were good, but not great. I feel like one of the people that kept them flying high or mm-hmm. helped them get back up was Danny. Yeah. So they've kind of almost lost their crutch in a way. They've lost their crutch, and they're, they've had another crutch, though. They had JoJo. And that crutch is not two, working. two crutches. <laughs> yeah. You, you lost one, and the other one's broken. Yeah, and now there's only inspired. Like I'm not saying like legs. <laughs> like I did shit on FBI a lot last mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. but I feel like seeing him on Evil Geniuses, he's gotten a lot better. Yeah, I I I think he is doing great. Um, but I'm sorry, you can't you can't be Danny though. You can't be can't the crutch. Be Danny. Yeah, 
The only other person I would say that could be the crutch is Someday or Inspired. Inspired, I don't think... We definitely don't see him being as hot as the other junglers. Yeah, because right now, in my opinion, I think the jungle meta is becoming more early game based. Mm-hmm. And and he picks Sejuani regardless. Yeah, he's been he's been picking like a lot of like late games. Like don't I, do that. I feel like Nocturne, Please. Kane, Wukong. What? Yeah, inspired Kane. We saw that. Once. Was it was it this year? Last year. Last year. We gotta see that again. Like those three champions right there. All great. Like, don't get me wrong. Sin. I still think uh, Inspired JoJo are the best mid-jungle duo, but they do have to step up more, especially because of the crap show that they showed this week. Yeah. So let's let's predict the bracket. So FlyQuest goes down, and let's say it goes against Evil Geniuses. FlyQuest win. Win, win, win. Anything will be Cloud9 versus FlyQuest? Either Cloud9 versus FlyQuest... Uh, Cloud9 versus 100 Thieves or 100 Thieves versus FlyQuest. So you see a potential in 100 Thieves beating Cloud9. There's a potential. I def- I think I think you're right because those, those Thieves- are th- I feel like those three teams are the ones that are going to end up in Grand Finals. Sorry to the rest of you all but right now those three are the hottest. Because 100 Thieves have beaten every team except FlyQuest and Cloud9. Mm-hmm. They've never they've never beaten Cloud9 or FlyQuest. That's but a big deal. I feel like with the new coach change, mm-hmm. they've gotten a lot hotter. That's true. They they went from a massive loss streak to a massive win streak. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they've just gotten a lot more confident, a lot more fluent. And I'm curious, especially after a five-game win streak, how that's going to affect them going into the first game of playoffs. True. Like If they conquer both FlyQuest and then Cloud9... Going to the grand finals, I think that's a guaranteed dub. I definitely, I think, I agree with you. I think if they do beat FlyQuest at the at the first match, that's going to give them a lot of confidence. Yeah. So you're right. I definitely think it can go both ways. There's a lot of mental um, blocks that could happen for every single team here. But we'll just have to find out. Yeah, we'll have to find out. Uh, when is playoffs again? Is like in a week or two? Next week. Next week. Oh mm-hmm. wow, that's happening soon. Yeah. Yeah, so and so can't wait to see what happens. And we'll and talk about it more yeah. in the next week. Yeah. yeah. And just remember that grass, grass doesn't, doesn't exist. exist. We're keeping that baby. Yeah.